Well, we're back after a long weekend and a flurry of activity. No shutdown for the US government, at least not just yet. That and strong data has everyone back on the assumption that there could be more from the Fed. And now you might think that the Bank of Japan was ready to join the party as well at some point. Maybe that's why their yields have been rising so much in Japan yesterday. But all the bank is doing is buying up more bonds, not pushing rates up. And the RBA, they're not expected to push up rates either, with Michelle Bullock in the chair for the first time today. Well, she had a chair before, of course, but not the chair's chair, which you'd assume would be a bit more comfy. Maybe it you know, tilts and swivels and has adjustable armrests. Maybe a cushion, maybe an ice bucket for the champagne. Who knows? It's Tuesday, the 3rd of October, 2023. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. I think I might have described my dream chair, although I have to say, I actually do this podcast sitting on an exercise ball, just... In case you wondered. Now, US equity markets were pushing lower again today, but they came back from the brink at the close. So the S&P was down over half a percent an hour before the close. It managed to finish in the green. Only just there. You've got to go down to two decimal places uh, to actually see it in the green. Uh, the Dow is 0.2% lower, but it was quite a bit worse than that earlier. The Nasdaq was just in the red an hour out from close, but finished 0.7% up. So that is quite a turnaround. Uh, European stocks, though, have been on the slide. In London, the FTSE 100 is down 1.3%, 0.9% off the DAX. The Eurostoxx 50 the same and the CAC 40. And bond yields pushing higher, up 11 basis points for 10-year treasuries, up 13 for 10-year gilts in the UK and up to 8 in France and Germany. Aussie 10 years uh, up to around 4.6% after a move up on futures overnight. And the US dollar pushes ever higher. It's up another 0.7% on the DXY this morning, almost to an index of 107. Against that, a 1.1% drop in the Aussie, down below 63.7 US cents. The euro and the pound both down 0.8%. The yen down 0.3%. And oil is coming back down as well. A 2.4% loss for WTI, 1.9% off Brent. Brent is below 91 now, not far off 90, in fact. So it looks like that vision of $100 oil, well, maybe it's not going to happen. Uh, NAB Skymaster joins me today. So we keep hitting new recent highs for bond yields in the US and, and around the world, but particularly the US. And then for the US, we get strong data. It seems to be a cycle, doesn't it? Strong data. The Fed gets worried that the economy isn't slowing fast enough. That means the threat of more rate hikes, bond yields rise. I, I just wonder how long this can go on for, Sky. Morning, Phil. Um, very good question, and I'm not sure I can can answer that for you this morning. We'll, we'll, we'll find out, won't we'll, we? We'll, we'll, we'll but it find keeps out on eventually. going on. Yes. Um, but for now, look, it, it is it is this. Um, you know, we start a new month, and and the trend that we saw in September continues, and that is, mm. um, you know, yields yields pushing higher, and and I guess sort of. Not more importantly, but also noting yield curves are steepening. So, so that rise in yields is is continuing to be driven or led by by longer dated yields. So, yeah, as I said to you last week, it's not necessarily um, investors aggressively adding to um, central bank rate hike expectations, but it is it is. Um, Investors sort of getting um, more in tune with the view that um, you know central banks aren't going to be turning quickly and taking um, cash rates cash rates lower. So and that's, that, um, that's certainly what we were hearing, wasn't it, from Fed speakers on Friday. Although Michelle Bowman uh, was saying, you know, we could see multiple hikes, but generally the, the message is high, higher for longer. That's what we've been hearing from Jerome Powell. Uh, Harker and Powell had a roundtable discussion just a, a few hours ago. They didn't give any sort of clues on near-term rates. 
but um, yeah, but obviously the message is just that you know we're we're we're, we're going to be where we are for quite a while. Yeah, it's that it's that. Um yeah, previously we were saying higher for longer, and I, I feel like it's like it's now high for longer um, because yeah, as high as we are. For yes, longer. Cause of yeah. because to that point that you know maybe you've got one more rate hike um, coming in terms of of central, you know, say the Fed or the RBA, but um, not not a series of of rate hikes coming. But is, is is the chance of that one more hike uh, greater now, even than it was on Friday, for example? Because since then, uh, the government shut down. Uh, that's not happened. And maybe there was the, an assumption that shutdown would hold back the Fed. Now that's off the table. So the opportunity to have that rate hike maybe in November uh, is back on the table. And then this morning, early hours of this morning, uh, strong data from the US. Uh, the manufacturing ISM, 47.6 last time. 47.8 was expected. It actually came in at 49 uh, new orders have moved from 46.8 to 49.2 so these are quite big moves and then employment uh, back into expansion territory from 48.5 to 51.2 so good data but maybe that's not so good i mean that's you know that if that's putting more pressure on uh, on the labor market that's something the fed might want to do so you know a couple of reasons there why maybe the fed will go sooner yeah you're correct the market has sort of brought forward um rate hike expectations from november into december uh, sorry from december into november um, in response to the to the aversion of, of a U.S. government shutdown. So I, I guess expectations had been that if, if the government had gone into a shutdown, there was no way the Fed was going to raise rates in November. So I think the market is pricing in now about a one in three chance of a 25 base point hike in November. Um, so not pricing in a full hike, but obviously you have seen a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a shift in, in expectations. Um, but yeah, you're, you're correct also overnight. Um, yeah, we did get, um, a, a upside surprise in, in the US ISM manufacturing report. Um, so coming in quite a bit stronger than expected still. Still, the headline number is still below 50, so it's still in, in contractionary territory, but it's, it's you know, up at, up at 49, so not too far away from, from heading back above 50. And if you look at within the detail, um, one measure I look at is, you know, new orders, less inventories, and that reading is pointing to further gains in the ISM manufacturing reading in the months ahead. So, you know, let, let's see, but maybe we do see it lifting back above, above 50. Um, and you're right within the detail. You, know, you did you did get that sort of um, big or a big lift in in the employment um, component. So it, it lifted back above fifty, um, and you had a had a strong new um, ISM orders reading as well. So you know, I mean, I, I guess it, it's the the report is just sort of confirmation of of the narrative that we've been seeing for over the last little while is that maybe manufacturing is. Um, is stabilizing after the initial hit from from higher higher rates on on the positive note within the ism reading the um prices paid component surprisingly dipped dipped lower um from a reading of 48.4 to 43.8 so quite a big move down i think a lot of people are scratching their heads on that one and thinking it's a bit of an odd reading given given what you saw you've seen in oil prices um, and I, you know, I think the expectation is is that that one will lift back higher um, next month. Next month, so that that reading is probably not um, hasn't really impacted impacted market sentiment overnight. And it's really been that um, 
sort of stronger ISM report, which is which is a pushed pushed yields higher overnight. So if you look at the intraday moves, um, mm. you know, US Treasury's got another leg higher in yield around around the release of that ISM report. Yeah, maybe the inflationary worry about oil, perhaps that's going to come down. As I said, you know, oil seems to be, uh, you know, it doesn't look like it's going to make that $100 mark, but we'll see, uh, you know, could all bounce back as well, of course. Now, look, uh, gilt yields are that much higher, obviously not as high as the US, but pushing higher in terms of the rise that we're seeing today. And that seems to be down to Catherine Mann uh, from the Bank of England warning that inflation might actually be higher than the Bank of England's own Forecasts. In other words, the, the Bank of England have underestimated or overestimated, I should say, the impact uh, that the rate hikes so far are having on the economy and they're going to have to do more. Yeah, so 10-year gilts closed up around 13 basis points. So, so you know, almost double where we're currently seeing US 10-year Treasury yields. So um, big moves there in gilts. And yes, part of that, you know, I think was a reflection of of those hawkish comments she she sort of pointed to it being a risky bet to say that inflation expectations were well anchored um, and that inflation volatility points to points to higher rates so um, yeah bit, a bit, I guess a bit of a correction there in in the um, in the gilt market overnight not over yet and uh, it's not even begun for the Bank of Japan uh, so interesting because their 10-year yields hit 0.77% on Monday, which is the highest it's been since 2013. So they're rising, presumably because markets are looking and thinking, well, the Bank of Japan's got to do something sometime. They're going to they're gonna lift rates. Uh, but their response to that is to just <laughs> buy more bonds, which they're going to be doing this week. Yes. So yesterday, the BOJ announced that they do um, some bond purchases on Wednesday in the five to 10 year um, JGBs. Yeah, yes, Wednesday the 4th, they'll, they'll do those purchases. And this follows the bond purchases that they conducted on Friday. So, you know, while their target, while they did lift back in July, I think it was their, their um, target level at which they conduct fixed fixed rate purchases from 0.5 to 1%. Um, and as you said, 10-year Treasury, um, JGB, sorry, are at 0.77. Um, so still well below that 1% target level. Um, the point is, is that I think they want to see um, a more contained move higher in, higher in yields. And so, um, you know, over the last week or so, we've seen sort of quite a significant lift lift higher in um, in JGBs. So these bond purchases are being done just to try and try and slow that that repricing, which will inevitably come. Um, and on that point, the um, minutes from the last BOJ meeting were released yesterday. Um, and it did show that the board members discussed the progress made towards their inflation target and the need to put together an exit strategy f- um, for their super easy policy. Uh, so I think expectations there are that yeah maybe maybe um, the removal of negative rates can come early early next year um, and ahead of that maybe there'll be more um, changes done to to YCC. So so though, though, those developments, but then also the global sell-off in um, in bond yields is 
you know, causing that repricing in JGBs. And the uh, Reserve Bank of Australia, the RBA, we're not expecting them to do too much today, are we? Michelle Bullock sitting uh, in the chair for the festival, well, the chair's chair. Let's not go there again. But anyway, the, the idea is that uh, probably not expecting too much in the way of a move uh, and perhaps not much market reaction either. Although we did see, the, I mean, the Aussie dollar is lower than we've seen the rise, you know, sort of disproportionate fall in the Aussie dollar this morning. Uh, yes, you know, big, big, big falls in... Um, in the Aussie Aussie dollar, I'm not 100 sure what what's um, behind behind that. But in terms of in terms of the RBA, uh, the expectation is is that um, rates will be held um, steady at this at this meeting. Um, but NAB, um, as as we've mentioned before in this podcast podcast, NAB is looking for the RBA to tighten policy in the November meeting after we get the quarterly CPI print in late October. Uh, we also got home loans and building approvals in Australia today, just after the core logic data over the weekend, showing a 0.8% rise in house prices in September, 1% in Sydney. So the median house price now in Sydney is over 1.1 million. Uh, so we are getting close to getting back to an all-time high. So maybe individual loans are going to be higher, but fewer of them perhaps. And, and but, but the expectation is building approvals are going to be up. So I presume that means that people are expecting that, you know, we are going to reach the end of this at some point and people can start building more again. But we'll see what that all brings today. Uh, and obviously, with uh, so much sensitivity on the US labour market, uh, particularly, you know, Jerome Powell and the Fed looking very closely at it, that makes JOLTS numbers, which is the big uh, number that's out later on today, that is going to be important from that point of view. Yes, um, definitely. Uh, you know, you know. I mean, inflation data, um, data on in, on labour markets. You know, everything's important at the moment as you, as we're trying to sort of get our head around um, what central mm. banks are going to do with um, do with cash rates. So you know, that's why you're getting big moves on your your manufacturing ISM reports. So you know, I I, I would say you know every every data print um, is important and and goes into the mixing pot of working out. Um, yeah, to your point that you asked me at the start of this yeah. podcast, how much further can this sell off in, in bond yields go? Oh, I love what you've done there, Sky. You've brought it right back round to where we started from. Skillfully done. Thank you. Uh, we'll catch you again very soon. Thanks, Phil. And that's it. That's the morning call for this Tuesday morning. I'm Phil Dobby for now. Back again tomorrow morning on my exercise ball. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening.